The prosperity of your venture into Africa is our goal. We are committed to the success of every business in Africa. Africa Business Radio, towards a profitable Africa. Welcome back to the show. Yes, if you're just joining us, uh, you have missed uh, quite a lot. But uh, I think, uh, like we always do, the podcast of this particular show will be made available on uh, www.africabusinessradio.com. Uh, you can check out the website tomorrow or later today. You'll be able to find a podcast. And uh, just before now, we're chatting about the current Employment Equity Act in the country of South Africa. And now there is no provision for transgender individuals. And right now, we are moving straight to our policies and compliance segment. And we're talking to our regular. Uh, a regular expert on this particular segment. We're speaking to Harvin this morning, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Labor Law Management Consulting. Um, this morning we are talking about falsification of credentials and how it is not always dismissible. Uh, but personally, I have uh, a lot of uh, uh, questions around this, but I think uh, Harvin will be able to clarify uh, all of these to us this morning. Welcome to the show, Harvin. Ah, thank you very much. Uh, always glad to be with you. Yeah, great to have you also. All right, let's get into what we're talking about this morning. Falsification of credentials by employees. Am I correct? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, what does that actually mean? Because I think uh, uh, people will also want to understand, you know, what, what at what point can we say you have falsified your credentials, you know? Uh, maybe if you don't know your <laughs> date of birth or you lost some your date of birth or you just, th- th- there could be different scenarios. So at what point do we say there is falsification of your credentials? Well, it's a very important question because a lot of people are not really sure what exactly that means. Mm. Um, just to take a step back, uh, it's very important for people to get work in order to be able to survive. Oh, yes. Um, because that is, is so important, people put forward their qualifications for any particular job they're applying for and uh, try to use that to persuade the employer that they are the right one. So it's it's not uh, there's nothing wrong with really making your CV a very good one, hmm. um, but where we draw the line is where the information that is provided, showing your and proving your qualifications is incorrect. Hmm. Then it becomes false. So um, if I'm applying for a position and it says that I need to be a chartered accountant, a qualified chartered accountant with a university degree, and I provide a false certificate to that effect, Hmm. that would be an example of falsification of credential. But it could be a falsification of a driver's license, could be the falsification of an artisan certificate, Hmm. it could even be falsification of experience. I could say that I worked for five years at this particular mechanic garage, and maybe I didn't. So that's what it's all about. It's lying about why we should be chosen for the job. Hmm. Well, I, I think uh, you've, you've actually uh, nailed the, the uh, you, you actually it's the point. 
uh, every employee, every potential employee want to be able to convince the employers that they are the right person for the job. Uh, Being the fact that everyone needs an employment to survive, they need to hand some form of uh, money to be able to survive. And uh, is there any any practical example of falsification of credentials or falsification of any sort of information that you've seen in your in your years of practice? You're looking for examples? Yes, please. Yes, I, I've been involved with a, a great many. Hmm. You know, there are very big, numerous and thriving businesses that literally provide false university and school credentials. Wow. Um, so if you're looking for falsification of credentials, it's very easy to find somebody who will do it for you. Um, so this is a, a very fast-growing industry, um, and employers are using me all the time to help to investigate such cases or to chair the hearings where they've checked up on people's certificates and found that they have been falsified. Hmm. 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 All right, So, and, and on the part of the employers, what we have seen is that um, especially during this season when um, there is massive recruitment. Uh, so probably uh, employers are quite too busy or they have uh, a lot of uh, documentation to go to, so they are not able to double-check on uh, on these credentials, you know, uh, to, to ascertain that they are genuine, they are authentic. Uh, is, is there any fault on the part of the employee with that, if that happened? Is there any fault on the yeah. behalf of the employee? Yeah. Employers, right? Can we can we force the employers because to still say that they fail to double check? Can we force them on that? Can we say uh, they are at fault if that happens? If they fail to double check a particular uh, 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 documentation that a candidate submitted. I'm not too clear of the question. Okay, so in a situation whereby maybe employer because of the workload, to check. is that the question? Is the employer? Obligated to check? Yes. If they are they obligated by law to double check? Not by law, just by common sense. Okay. So if you're sitting in a court, the judge will ask the employer, when you hired this person, why didn't you double check their credentials? And the employer will need to come up with a good reason. Nevertheless, um, if the employee has subsequently been found out at a later stage, and fired, the fact that the employer didn't check initially won't necessarily destroy the employer's case. Hmm. Hmm. All right. It's not likely to. Hmm. All right. So now we're saying falsification of credentials is not always dismissible. What does that mean? To say it's not no, always dismissible. Normally, falsification of credentials is very serious offence because it's dishonest mm. and it, it has resulted in tricking the employer into hiring the wrong person. Mm. So in general, the courts will uphold the dismissal of this nature. Okay. But there are certain fringe or exceptional circumstances where the court might not uphold it. Firstly, where the accused employee wasn't given a proper opportunity to answer to these charges. Mm. Secondly, where there hasn't been consistency, where the employer has purposely overlooked it in, ter- you know, in, in, in respect of other employees who have done this. Hmm. Um, and thirdly, 
if the falsification is not relevant to the requirements for the job, there could be some judges who might find that dismissal is too harsh. Hmm. Hmm. So I apply for a job as an accountant, and I mention that I have a driver's license. Hmm. And it's found out later that I don't. Hmm. That is true, but is it material? Hmm. It's immaterial. But, yeah, but it's, it's pretty much immaterial. Okay, but but we're talk, also talking about um, the the fact that it is necessary for the potential employees to divulge all the information that the employers require, especially uh, if there is a, a an interview process and they're asking. So, uh, um, so that we're talking about that employees must divulge all the information uh, to the employers that they are asking. So, uh, at what point do we say um, this is immaterial? Uh, can the employees say okay, you don't have to know? This, I won't I won't tell you this and all of that. Well, uh, uh, in general, it's something that isn't going to affect a decision hmm. to decide whether this person should be hired. Um, so the questions that should be asked and answered should be directly to, related to showing that the employee is suitable to do the job. Hmm. We need to veer away from more personal type questions. Yeah. As, are you pregnant? Are you planning to get pregnant? <laughs> you know, these are, in, in South African context, not uh, legally acceptable or relevant questions because mm. whether a person is pregnant or not, they can still do the job. Mm. But 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 in a case where uh, the job is not suitable uh, for a pregnant person, and uh, the employers need to know because probably because the the, the the working condition and all of that. So to ask an em a potential employees whether they're planning to get pregnant, don't you think that might be relevant to the job? There may be exceptional circumstances where that that could be true. Mm -hmm. Um, if the employee, for example, is going to have to do very heavy physical work uh, one kilometer under the ground at a mine, yeah. then uh, health-related questions would need to be asked. So that, that would be then related to suitability for the job. Okay. Okay. So, so, so Those kind of questions aren't relevant, but in special circumstances, they might be relevant to the suitability for the job. Mm -hmm. So if, if I get you right, that is not in a one-size-fits-all kind of approach to this. Uh, you have, we have to put it in, 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 in a context, right? Absolutely. Mm. You've got to you've got to know the basic principles mm. and then apply them to each individual context. Mm. Quite right. Mm. So in in a case when uh, an employee has been uh, dismissed based on the allegation of, of falsification of credentials or or, or, or qualification or, 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 or any, any sort of that, uh, uh, what can the employees do? And uh, uh, I mean, what 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 can they do? Because you know the employees is looking for a job and they didn't get a job eventually, and 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 they also been based on the accusation of uh, falsification of credentials. What can they do? Well, you know, any employee who's been dismissed and feels that it's unfair has the right to go either to the CCMA, yeah, or to the specific bargaining council in their specialized industry. Hmm. 
So if you, if you are working in an industry, in the metal or engineering industry, or in the furniture industry, or in the motor industry, or various other specific industries, instead of going to the CCMA, you go to a similar body that's run within the industry, and it's called a bargaining council. Mm. And, and there, there, um, there is a tribunal that is set up with mm. a, an arbitrator who's a junior judge. Okay who will then decide whether this dismissal was in fact fair or not fair. Mm. Mm. Okay, all right. I, I think that's a good one. No, I want to talk about answering uh, uh, relevant questions truthfully or divulging information truthfully. So there are some uh, uh, procedures, some job positions that requires or that, you know, until... Uh, um, the the outcome, you know, uh, uh, based, you know, until until the employee start working, and uh, you start mentioning some of the outcome before you, uh, you can actually ascertain whether some of the information they give you uh, are correct or not. In such instances, I mean, what can the employers do? Because you know, in the first place, the employers lost, I mean, some money, and also, I mean, they, they've, they've lost a lot of money. They've lost uh, productive time and all of that. Uh, it, 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 can the employers actually act against such an employee to say, uh, you said you could do this, but you're not able to deliver? Yes. So we're now sort of moving into the area of poor work performance. Okay. And it's a very important situation. Um, we, we hire somebody, we've checked their references and their credentials, and it looks right. We then let the person begin working and... After a few days or weeks or, or maybe even months in certain circumstances, mm. we find that this person is not performing. So that could lead us in, in, in more than one different direction. We could either go back and double check again this person's credentials to see now whether they really were genuine. Maybe we didn't check it properly before. Okay. We can find out whether the employee uh, exaggerated or lied to us. If we discover that that's the case, then we would have to set up a disciplinary hearing uh, to charge the employee with dishonesty hmm. because they, they previously falsified their credentials. Hmm. However, if we go back and check and we find that the credentials were not falsified okay. and they're genuine, uh, then, then it's a pure case of poor work performance. And then there is a, a corrective measure under the law which is called the incapacity uh, for poor performance procedure, where, where the employer needs to try and help the employee to improve their performance hmm. um, and at the same time make the employee responsible for cooperating and, and getting their performance improved. Um, and, and once the employer has thoroughly done that and the employee is not improving or not improving sufficiently, yeah. there may to be a poor performance hearing um, similar to a disciplinary hearing um, as a result of which the employee could be terminated. Hmm. I, I'm in the middle of chairing such a, a hearing at the moment okay. where senior executive um, is being charged with uh, several counts of poor work performance. Okay. Um, and, you know, obviously there'll be several sittings of such a hearing hmm. when it comes to a senior executive. Hmm. 
And at the end of the hearing, um, I'm going to have to decide whether this person's poor performance exists at all. And if so, if it's that employee's fault or if it's the fault of the employer or the circumstances that the employee finds himself in. Hmm. Hmm. All right, it is quite a trick one, but I think uh, that is uh, why you know we need people like yourself to be able to uh, to to help us to unpack or to shed more light on these uh, similarly complex uh, issues. And uh, I suppose uh, it's a good place to leave it uh, for now. I think uh, we have spoken about uh, uh, non-performance uh, uh, issues before, and uh, but I think uh, on this particular uh, topic, I think we may have to uh, come back to it at some point to also bring out some other practical examples as to how to deal with this, both on the side of the employers and also on the part of the employees. But generally, what are your recommendations to employers? Well, I think employers must know their rights. In South African labor law, employers don't have many rights. Okay. (laughs) They they really, they, they have very few rights, but the rights that employers have they, they should use to the to the maximum. Okay. So a basic right that all courts and the law accept that employers have hmm. is be allowed to hire people who are really suitable for positions hmm. and not to be uh, conned into believing that somebody is suitable when they aren't because that could have a very serious negative effect on the operation of the business and on the livelihood of the existing employees. If a business Mm. fails due to poor performance, you know, of of people who falsify their their credentials, Mm. the the whole organization could fall apart and everybody could lose their jobs. Mm. And this is why the the law is is so strong in favor of making sure that people don't falsify their credentials. Mm. So employers should feel comfortable and confident that they are allowed to properly screen employees hmm. and to then uh, strongly discipline people who falsify their credentials. Hmm. The important thing is that they need to have full expertise in the procedure that they use to go about this. Hmm. As I mentioned earlier, the law is very, very strict on how the employer goes about these corrective measures. Hmm. Hmm. Most in- Employers lose cases at the CCMA, not so much because they don't have a good reason for dismissing, Hmm. but more because they haven't followed the right procedure Hmm. that's required by law. Hmm. Interesting to know, and I like the fact that you made it clear that in South Africa, employers don't have a lot of rights, but the few ones that they have, they must learn how to use it appropriately. Thank you very much, Harvin, for 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 sharing uh, uh, some of this uh, uh, information with us this morning, and thank you for always, you know, uh, spending some time with us every uh, every Tuesday and and talking to us on on the show. It is always a pleasure. All right, then. Great to talk. We'll talk to you again then. Great. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Um, of course, uh, having said it, uh, employers in South Africa do not have a lot of rights. <laughs> and uh, just very important to make that clear. Uh, also to uh, to ensure that you're very much aware uh, about uh, what are the uh, necessary uh, steps that you should take 
in the in the, in the different uh, circumstances that you find yourself as an employer. And uh, yes, uh, a lot of a lot of other people have said it that South uh, uh, African labor law uh, protects employees, you know, more than the employers. But of course, that's what we have for now. And um, probably, hopefully, at some nearest future, there will be some amendments and uh, we'll be able to have some sort of balance in order to also protect uh, businesses and protect business owners. Uh, that's about that on our policies and compliance segment this morning. With uh, I've been talking about... Um, falsification of credentials by employees and how that is not always dismissible the fact that you know you cannot always dismiss it uh, you cannot always there are circumstances that you have to give the employees you know chance to also explain themselves and defend themselves because uh, you might be uh, asking for information that are not that relevant to the job at hand or to the uh, the conditions for the employment and um, also with that that is not one size fits all you have to also be able to put it in context be able to understand when it is required and when uh, it is otherwise well, so that's a bother this morning on our policies and compliance segment um, this uh, on uh, HRY this morning of course uh, just before I go on a short break and we'll come back to uh, getting higher segment where we're going to be looking at uh, the current trends in uh, HR technology globally and also see what are the trend in the con- the continent of Africa. Yes, we are bringing uh, HRD roundtable to you. Yes, uh, uh, the much talked about uh, roundtable discussion uh, for HR professionals across Africa, and we are starting the first edition in the month of July. So you would want to uh, uh, get in touch with us about that, so that you can see how uh, you can participate. So just just uh, send uh, Sebongili an email. Yes. Uh, email address is sibongile at itweb.co.za yes sibongile at itweb.co.za send an email or you can also drop us an email at info at africabusinessradio.com we'll make sure that uh, we'll send it to her and uh, she can reach out back to you and of course uh, and tell you and answer all of your questions with regards to this uh, roundtable discussion. This is going to be an exclusive one, actually, not for everyone. But uh, if you want to participate, uh, be it uh, your, from the point of your organization or you're an HR professional anywhere in Africa, yes, you can be part of this roundtable discussion around uh, HR issues uh, on the continent of Africa, both on the employee side and also on the employer side. Uh, we are uh, trying as much as possible to make sure that we cater uh, uh, for everyone. Yes, we're going on a short break. We have just about 15 minutes to go on the show this morning. We're going on a short break and we'll come back. Uh, we'll take the last segment today, uh, which is uh, getting hired. We're talking about the current trend in HR technology globally and on the continent of Africa. Stay with us. I'll be back just after now. resources can no longer be regarded as a paper-pushing job. It is vital that the HR function is at the heart of your organizational structure, playing a part in all strategic, tactical, and operational decisions. It is about making employers realize that the most valuable assets in the arsenal are employees. HR is about achieving organizational goals through people and creating incentives that align employee objectives with the organization's mission statement. 